Then let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Melanie Spring. Melanie has over 20 years of experience helping others build their personal and professional brands, giving them the tools to show up and show off. Melanie is a dynamic international keynote speaker leadership development expert, and speaker trainer who works with entrepreneurs, business leaders, and CEOs of household brand names and Fortune 500 companies. Thanks so much for joining me today, Melanie. Thanks so much for having me, Diane. I am thrilled to have you here. Um, And um, I'm curious about getting your input on, on a thought. Um, about how great leaders understand that humans are the bottom line in their company. What what does that mean? Look like you know what what's that story? Well, actually, it becomes a bigger story when you ask a question that way. I guess so. I I'm a brand strategist by trade, and I had this feeling probably 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that I was missing a piece of the bigger puzzle when it came to helping my my clients brand themselves and understand how their branding could really step out and be different than everyone else. And so I did a tour called the Live Your Brand Tour, and I interviewed top companies all over the U.S., asking them really deep questions about how they built their brands, why they were successful, what really made them tick. And it wasn't about, you know, the logo or the marketing materials or the content. I mean, all of that's helpful. But at the end of the day, it was all about the humans that they were hiring and making sure they were on brand for them. And every single time there was a resounding, the humans, they're at the core of the brand. Really? I love that. Um, I wish I wasn't surprised by that. (laughs) I know. I I understand. (laughs) So um, are, the, are the people that those companies are hiring, are those people helping tell the story? You know, I mean, have they become storytellers for the brand? And is that part of why they're, they have so much impact? Well, I mean, if we think about just the difference between how humans are influencing the world before the the latest big disruption, which was the pandemic at this yeah. point, and we think about how 
most people would be hired as a number in a company, especially a big company. They're hired because they're like, oh, well, you fit a spot. You fit a slot that we have that's open. And as things progress, we realize that the humans are the driver for the story. The humans are, are the story, really. And if you have a team of people who don't care about the company or the mission or what you're really doing, and you have them working like they're you know, cogs in a factory, basically, then you're not going to get the, the brand loyalty that you would when you call up a company and you have an experience with a human being even if it's like I'm having a problem or I see something that's not working or I have something I'd like to share. And that human experience is the story that's happening. And so when we hire on brand and we hire on purpose and we hire on mission and we help make sure that they're trained to do that, whether it's intrinsically trained because they're just really good humans and they fit or they understand the bigger brand picture, the bigger brand mission, then that story becomes something that even your customers or clients or people who've heard about these stories are telling. Wow. God, I love that. Okay. So what are ways to create this team of storytellers? Well, first it's about making sure that you're hiring for the brand. So even before you start the hiring process, you've got to really think, do I have my brand together? Like, do I have a planned for my brand? And whether you're a one-person company who's hiring contractors or a 50,000-person company who's hiring to fit smaller needs, you still have to make sure that you understand, how do we talk about this? Who do we hire? What is the fit? What is a good fit? How do we know that someone's a good fit? I mean, there's a hundred different things to think about, but even before you start writing a job description or even start thinking about who You have to know who are we so that we can make sure that this person truly, truly fits. Do you, do you, that feels to me like a really big thing that a lot of companies, big or small, struggle with really being able to define or see clearly who they are. Do you find that? (laughs) Yeah, it's all over the place. I think like you said, like the humans being the center feels like a shock, even though it shouldn't feel that way yeah. it's a shock for most people because they think, well, I'm running a company. We have a service or a product and we have to get it out to the world. Who cares about the people behind it? We care about the thing that we're doing. Right. But in reality, it doesn't matter if it's a service or product. It doesn't matter if it is a cog that you're selling. It's the experience behind it. It's the story behind it. It's the, the humans behind it and the energy of those humans, which is at the core of the story. All right. So this feels to me like the first thing we need to do is change our perspective around uh, who we are as a, as a company, as a brand. Um, Is it important? Let's talk about small business for a minute. Is it, so how does the brand of the owner fit in or the founder fit in? You're asking questions that are like my favorite things to talk about. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) So personal brand of a company. So we'll talk about if there's a one person company, you're talking about business brand and a personal brand, because as the owner of the company, you're not just building a business brand. You're also building a personal brand. And so let's just like zoom out in a really big way. Even if you're the CEO of a 50 million person company for all it really matters, your personal brand is the most important to everything else that's happening in the company. If you say one thing or do one thing that goes against the mission of the company, <laughs> good luck. I mean, we, we see this all over the place. So narrow that all the way down to you are the business brand and you have a personal brand. 
those are not always the same thing. And a lot of us, including myself, tend to mush them together and try to make them the same thing when they're really not. So the business brand, if you want it to grow, has to be separated from the personal brand so that those two things can really work together. Like you have your personal views, you have political views, religious views, all of those things. That's part of your personal brand. Right. Does it have to be a part of your business brand? No, I actually, for me, I would like it not to. Right. And so you can hire on brand, even though you personally have certain things that you are fond of and love and are really standing for, you're willing to be a rebel for those things. Your company doesn't have to. It can be a little more gentle or softer or not as outspoken if you don't want it to be. It could match very well with your personal brand, but it doesn't have to. So you're hiring for people who are more on brand with your business, but also like you as a leader. Okay. So um, this is so interesting for me that this like all starts with, uh, I mean, with who you bring on to your team, whether they're employees or um, contractors. So um, one, I have this question about authenticity. I sort of feel like you answered it. So let me ask this question. Um, is it then when you hire people who are on brand that they automatically authentically speak to the brand or you know, no matter what's going on, or do they need some sort of help with that or script? You know what I mean? Like, does it come naturally to them because they are so connected to the mission or vision or whatever it is? Or is it um, something that they have to be coached on? Well, so let's let's go even more granular when it comes to who you're hiring. It could even be just a service provider. So I host retreats and I have a few people who are on my team, but every once in a while we need a yoga instructor or someone who does breath work or a chef or a photographer. I mean, there's all sorts of service providers that are not necessarily people I would bring on for all of my things as contractors, but every once in a while I need a person in Texas or a person in New York. So even those people have to be able to speak in line with your brand. And that means you don't have time to train them. You don't have time to get them up on your brand values. They don't even know your core values necessarily, but you're hiring them for who they are specifically. Do they fit? And are they going to be able to uphold your brand values without even necessarily knowing them? So are they asking really good questions in those first, first conversations you're having? Are you are you thinking about how they're sharing? How does their energy feel to you? Do you, Are you enjoying your time with them or are they overwhelming? Some people need overwhelming. Some people like fast paced, go, 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 go. Other people need a little more chill, a little more centered, a little more relaxed. So you're feeling your way through those conversations based on how you feel with that person. And then later, if they come on for more and more things, of course, you're going to get them up to speed on your brand values and who you are and how to talk about you. But if they're not even asking, like, what's this retreat about? Yeah, I love that because as you were talking about that, I was thinking um, there really is value then in 
having that resonance with the people who either are on your staff or are, you know, contractors for you, because that all matters in your ability to deliver on your brand, just, you know, having that connection, that feeling. Exactly. And that's really what it's all about. Branding is a feeling. It's not colors or logos or marketing materials or content. I mean, it's all of those things, Mm -hmm. but they all make up the brand, which is at the end of the day, a feeling like think of any big company, like basic ones like Apple or Nike, you have a feeling about them. And it doesn't mean that you have to love them, but they invoke a feeling in you in some way. Like, why do you hate Nike? Well, it's because they were, people were burning their sneakers. I don't, you might actually really love Nike because certain people were burning their sneakers. It doesn't really (laughs) matter whether you love them or hate them or have, you just, if, if you have no feeling about a certain brand, especially a big one, they haven't done a very good job of hooking you, especially if you're their target market. Ah, okay. So how can a brand express that feeling? to their ideal customers. That feels hard. <laughs> and, I mean, we can go all sorts of ways with this, but the biggest way to do that is to build out a really holistic brand. And so that starts with making sure everything feels the same. So let's say that if this is a problem with a lot of small businesses and especially ones with storefronts. You see one logo on the window. You see a different one above the door. There's a different one on their menu. There's a different one on social media. You see them talking in the restaurant or in the storefront one way, but then you go on social media and they seem a different way. So there's no cohesiveness around the brand. And so that's the biggest thing about having a small brand, having a small hometown, intimate kind of brand. You don't really think about those things. When big companies are thinking about how do you feel right now as you pick up your Burt's Bees chapstick? They're thinking about that, but you're not as a small brand. And so that's one of the closest things you could possibly get to becoming a big brand when it comes to how you put yourself out there is looking at every single touch point that someone can find you on and can you control it so that everything is cohesive and holistic. So you're, they're not wondering, am I at the right place? Is this the same as the one I saw on the street today? Do we do that because we aren't really paying attention to it or because we feel like we're trying to be all things to all people? I think it's because most people don't realize how important it is. Uh, most people think, oh, I just, you know, I got a logo on Fiverr or whatever the other ones are these days. And I decided like, oh, my uncle created a website for me and he just put some content together and just, you know, we put it up. We just needed to get something up there. And, oh, I got a sign made from this cheap sign manufacturer. I mean, a lot of it's like save money, save money, save money, which I totally get. And what if you were to use the exact same logo on literally everything? I can say that that's probably the cheapest way to brand something is get a white background, use white paper, use a white (laughs) sign, use white marketing materials and have one beautiful, simple black and white logo on it. That's super easy. (laughs) <laughs> and then make sure everything is wrapped in that. Make sure every, that one thing is on literally everything you send out, every social media post at the bottom of every video. At the Anytime you get on stage, you put it on a PowerPoint presentation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be fancy, which 
most brands don't have fancy logos. Right. That's, that's it's usually overkill and you know it's a small business when it's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, minimalist is pretty big. Yeah, and it's big because simple is easier to be recognized. It's easier to recognize a simple logo than it is a really intricate one. Yeah, that's interesting. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube. HR issues can kill you. One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. And you spend way too much time dealing with HR when you should be spending your time on making a profit. You should talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated U.S.-based HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They get to know you and your business while providing HR expertise and the personal touch you need and want. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Accelerate under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Spelled BAM, B-E-E dot com. Bambi.com. Type in Accelerate. I also want to ask you a question about, uh, because you're a speak, speaker trainer, I, I want to ask you about crafting a speech. Okay. So if if someone's like on the fly and they only have a few minutes, what would you tell them to do? Oh my gosh, uh, dear, I'm, I'm going to butcher this. So let me let me grab my workbook really quick so I don't do that. Hold on, just a second. <laughs> You're asking such a great question because I have a great quote for this. Um, oh, Pres President Woodrow Wilson was congratulated on introducing the vogue of short speeches and asked how long it took him to write them. He said, it depends. If I'm to speak for 10 minutes, I need a week for preparation. If 15 minutes, three days. If half an hour, two days. If an hour, I'm ready now. It's really, really, really easy to write a long talk. If someone has three minutes, I can promise you they'll go too long. They won't say what they need to say. They won't get to the point. It's really hard to have just a few minutes to say what you need to say. Like ask anyone to give an elevator pitch and oh. you're like 15 minutes later and you want to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> if you're able to create something really simply, that's actually a, a huge art form. So let's say that someone gives you an hour. You could teach 15 different things, I'm sure, Diane, in the hour that you have up there. Maybe even get them to do some interactive stuff. It would be super easy because th this is your topic. This is your content. Mm -hmm. Easy. But if someone has just a few minutes, I would say, what are your first 10 words? What's one thing you want to make sure they walk away with? And can you literally wrap it up in under five minutes? Wow. It would be so great if we could do that. <laughs> people, <laughs> people remember short content more than they remember long content. Yeah, that boy, that's so funny. Like I, I always say to people, especially when they're um, when they're networking and someone asks them, you know, what they do, whatever, that the more you're talking, the less the other person is listening. Well, and most of the time people are listening to say something. They're not even listening yeah. to actually listen. They're like, hey, what do you do? But the thing is, let's, we'll just talk about elevator pitches because that's like the simplest way to talk about speaking. Yeah. If I asked you, what do you do? What am I doing the whole time you're talking? Getting ready to tell me what you do. Right. All I'm thinking about is what I'm going to say to you. Yep. So what would happen if you caught me off guard when I asked you that question? What's the best way for you to catch me off guard and get me to stop thinking about what I'm going to say? Ask you to tell me first. Or ask a question. Yep. Because then I'm like, wait, 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 what just happened? Oh, I so see. being able to start off, and this isn't for speeches necessarily, because it's hard to get a big audience to interact with a question at the beginning, but if someone says, hey, what do you do? You can be like, have you ever thought about your brand as a, a human experience? And they're I like, hold on a second. And it's got to be a yes or no question because they're like, they're already thinking about something else. So you've got to right. really catch their attention. Then you can be like, hi, I'm Melanie. I help people create the human experience through their brand, through their speaking and building their brilliant rebellion. What do you do? And they're sitting there going, wait, back up. <laughs> what just happened? And it helps people be able to stay more connected to you as you're talking because they're not really asking for you to answer. They're asking so they can pitch you on something. Yes, exactly. I know it's a terrible question. I wish people would <laughs> I think one of my favorite questions to ask people, especially at events like that, because I hate networking, is what did you do this weekend? Most people are like, wait, what day is it? What did I do this weekend? Ah, so it gives them a little of a different thing to think about rather than right. I know my favorite is tell me your story. Mm, that's that such a hard me. one. It's like, yeah. tell me about you. Okay, I was born in a small yeah. place. <laughs> it's like a date. It's the worst thing to ask in a date. Well, tell me your story. Like, oh man, <laughs> where would you like me to start? How interesting do you exactly. want Exactly. The long version or the short version? <laughs> How long do we have? Were we having a first meal? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. So th this is just so interesting for me because I think so many people have either they don't really understand branding or they, they have an idea that it is about all the things that you were talking about before that it's not about, you know, the, the collateral and, and all of that. Um, if, let me ask you this question. So if there's a small business owner listening, which there is, mm -hmm. um, and they're thinking to themselves, um, I'd really love to have that feeling, you know, get, get in touch with my brand so that um, 
I, I'm resonating that, you know, I'm able to express that with other people. Are, are there, is there like an exercise they can go through or are there questions they could be asking themselves or is it a good idea to ask their customers? Oh, there's so many different things they can do to do this. But one of my favorite ways to figure out your own personal brand, which I'll share mine, my personal brand is Approachable Badass. Love that. So I I took this idea of having people do the same thing they do in their business. And like you would in your business, you would say, oh, hey, I need to ask other people, what do they think of me so that I can understand, am I on track with my brand? Am I Am I on purpose? Am I doing, do they really think the thing that I want them to be thinking? Because we get to create our brand, but I say this all the time, your brand is what everyone else is saying about you, not what you're saying about yourself. Yeah. So if that's the case, asking your customers is a great way to do that, but you're not asking your customers like, what do you think of me? And then creating the brand that they think of you. You're saying it does this match the thing I want them to be thinking of me. And what do I need to change in order for them to think the thing I want them to be thinking? So as a person, you can do exactly the same thing. You can say, hey, friends, family, humans, I know people I don't know, people on social media. What are three to five words that describe me? And being able to compile that list while also writing down a list of things that you want them to say about you and seeing, do they fit? Do they compare? And what do I want to do to change that once I get all of that information back? And that's actually how I found Approachable Badass because I'm super friendly and helpful and have information for people that they really want to hear. And I learn people's secrets because they tell me everything and I poke them and push them into being who they're meant to be, which is the badass part of me. <laughs> I love that exercise. And you know, when I, when I first launched my, right before I was launching my business back in 2006, I took a course and that was one of the things we had to do is go to, you know, five people who know you best and ask them how they would describe you. And it really is enlightening. It's it's amazing because it helps you also see, am I in alignment? I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. I've over the years I've I've had to test it over and over. Am I still being an approachable badass? And I mean, when I first came up with it, I I can look back at pictures from six or seven years ago when it started, and I was like, I really wasn't as much as I am now. I think I've grown more into being the approachable badass I am instead of being the person who was back then seen by everyone as that, but I didn't feel like it. Like I felt like it inside, but I wasn't dressing like it. My hair wasn't like it. My general style. I mean, I bought a red mini because I was like approachable badass. That's a hundred percent an approachable badass car. So <laughs> being able to really take that idea of who you really are and align it in every way, like asking yourself, is this brand me? Really, truly, does it feel like me? Does it look like me? Does it sound like me? If I post things, I'm not gonna, I had someone actually tell me in a, a talk that I did, she's like, can you make sure to just not say any swear words? And I was like, my, no. my business cards have this on it. Are you kidding me? It's <laughs> like, well, I don't know if it's a good idea to bring those with you. And I was like, what? This Ugh. is not in alignment with me, babe. I'm not going to be able to do this. Like, I'm not going to no say, kidding. I'm not going to say f bombs on stage, but I am going to say badass because it's kind of a thing for me. So, no. <laughs> so, making sure it's all in alignment with your energy and what you want to do is the key to all of that. It is key, but one of the things I'm hearing is, um, then staying true to yourself. There, there's times you may have to say no. 
there's a lot of times you have to say no. I mean, it's with any big brand. If you think about it, they're not for everybody. Yeah. Every big brand is like Apple is not for everybody. There are PC users who will be PC users till the day they die. Yeah. Because Apple is like, no, we are not for everyone. We're for the rebels. We're for the people who don't fit in everywhere else. We're for the creatives. And we don't care about the rest of you, Yeah, which is great. They put, took a stand. But if everyone likes you, then we have a problem. Yeah, right. And it's not that people have to hate you. It's that people, some people are just not your people, which is yes. awesome. There are a lot of people out there. You don't have to make everyone happy. Exactly. Oh gosh, I'm so glad you just said that. <laughs> permission. permission. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, because I think too many people, I think that's part of the reason why they can't really land on their brand or, you know, any of that feeling because they are trying to speak to so many audiences that they're not speaking to what actually makes them special. Right. And it's because they're trying to water themselves down. They're trying to make them. Yeah themselves fit everywhere, which I have to say, we were all raised to do that. We're all like in a society and a human system that is meant for us to not die. So stay with the the rest of the people. We're supposed to follow along with what everyone else is doing because, I mean, I heard this on a podcast not too long ago, that the reason we don't want to stand out is because we are literally programmed that we could die if we stand out. If we yeah. speak out about something, we could get fruit and and tomatoes thrown at us, just like they used to on stages. We we would be burned at the stake if we said something we shouldn't. We would be hung. We would be like we would. This would not be working out for us if we did that. <laughs> we don't have as much of that anymore. I mean, we still do. I mean, Syria is going through that right now. But being able to think about the fact that we have a lot more freedom than we used to to say what we have we want to say and say what's on our mind. And we don't have as much of that anymore, but it's hard to unprogram the generations of experience that we have before us, that if we say something, we're going to die because of it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's tricky, right? It, it's, it can be, make you feel really vulnerable. I get that. Right. But there, there are some of us, which I call them brilliant rebels that we stand out. We we don't want to be like everyone else. And we're willing to do the work to know who we really are, not just to build a business, to get clients, to make money, but to stand in our purpose and in our values and for who we really are so that the people we're supposed to work with will see, see that siren song or hear the siren song and see the call and know that we're the person for them. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love this. I love your energy around this too. And, and I, I think this has been such a refreshing conversation around brand, um, which I knew it was going to be, but really, you know, I, I talked uh, to a lot of people about this subject and this is really, um, it just feels different. Mm. So I appreciate that. And you, thank you. For, for doing this with me. Absolutely. I would do it again in a heartbeat. You asked really excellent. difficult and also awesome questions. <laughs> well, excellent. I most likely will take you up on that. Um, in the meantime, will you tell the listeners how they can find you and, and you know, all the things that you offer? Absolutely. So I am Melanie Spring and you can find me at melaniespring.com. And I'm also the host of The Brilliant Rebellion, which is at brilliantrebelsretreat.com. Nice. I, I, I imagine there are people listening who are going to want to know about that. 
just as much. <laughs> we just had another person sign up for our June retreat today. She's so excited to get her quit her job and start her brilliant rebellion. So. Oh, so great. And I love that brilliant rebellion. It's really great. Thanks. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much again. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.